2018. Anybody make New Year's resolutions? Do y'all do that? <laughs> Me neither. It's just another way to fail. Um, so I, I, I just, uh, I, there, there are things that, that I do uh, as we enter the new year that, that I say, these are things that I want to do this year. And so one of the things that, that I've chosen to do, uh, if you've never done this, I'd encourage you to do this. You can do it with me, although <clears throat> you're a week behind if you do this. Um, is to read through the Bible in a year. Anybody ever done that? Yeah. Anybody ever started that? Yeah, a lot more. Um, it, it's a hard thing to do, but, but let me just give you a little tip. This, this does, has nothing to do with the message, but um, just, just want to give you a little hint here. So um, do you guys have like the Bible on your phone or your tablet or something? Um, I use the U version, so it's a little brown one that says Holy Bible. And, and on there, you can do Bible reading plans. And there's one of them that's a 365-day through the year. So you read the Bible in a year, and it's chronological. I've never read through the Bible chronologically. So you can do that. Uh, it'll let you know if you're behind. It'll help you catch up. But, but there's another cool thing that you can do in there. I'm going to let you uh, sample just a, a little bit of mine. I have not done it for today. Um, I don't know about you, I've been a little busy this morning, um, so I haven't yet for today, so I'm going to push start reading here, it already is on um, January the 7th, and, and this is really cool, some of you probably already know this already, but, but I can push, the, there's the Bible, oh, you can, probably can't see that, and I can push the little play button there. And the child grew and was weaned, and Abraham made a great is that cool? on the day that Isaac was weaned. Alright, I'm more impressed than you. It's especially helpful when you get to the genealogies because sometimes you just space over those names. This dude pronounces them. I guess they're right. Um, uh, but that's a cool way to do. So, so 2018, uh, when you start a new year, it's a great time to begin some new things like that. So it's a great time to jump in. If you're not having a personal time with God, jump in. And it's not too late. Yeah, you're a week behind. God will forgive you. Uh, jump in. And just start having a personal time with God. Uh, if you don't have a plan for Bible reading, go on that little app. It's really easy. It's like the easiest thing uh, I think you can do. And, and if your eyes start to cross, you know, when you're reading some of those, just push that little play button and dude will read it for you. Um, he, he'll, he'll do that well. Um, choose your version of the Bible carefully uh, as you do that. I'm, I'm just saying uh, you want to do that. Uh, I can talk with you personally and tell you why. But choose your version of the Bible carefully if you're going to read through there. But, but it's cool. Um, so any of, you, any of you started off like, did you hit the ground? The lights just flickered. That's always great fun. Um, any of you start uh, hit the ground running uh, th this year? Did, did it feel like you just, anybody? Yeah? You hit the ground. Um, uh, for, for our students here in Cloudcroft, New Year's Day, they had off, and they went right back to school on January the 2nd. Hit the ground running. Yeah. I'm sorry for you guys. Uh, I, I don't want to make it any worse for you, but we do have some students here that haven't started back to school yet. If that, if that helps you, you can vicariously live through them. Yeah, they, they had to go a little bit longer. They didn't get out till the 20th. We got out on the 15th. So... One of the things that, that, that as I've been praying for this year, there's a whole lot that I know God's going to do this year in the life of our church. Uh, we're going to start some new things. Um, 
Uh, we'll be advertising these a lot more, but just let you know about one. We're going to start what we call fellowship groups. And fellowship groups, um, in, anybody in here, is there like people that come to church and you know their face, but you don't know their name? Does that happen? Um, so what we want to do is we want to help you get to know the people in our church. So fellowship groups are going to be groups that, that you will sign up for. We will put you in a group. There will be a leader. And you'll just meet once a month for fellowship. You can go out to eat. You can go bowling. Whatever you choose to do. Why don't you just unplug those lights because that's going to drive me nuts. Right behind you, Elijah. Unplug those, would you? Um, there you go. Just unplug it. Just take it out. You pull the plug out of the, there you go, <laughs> teenagers, Whew. otherwise I'll find out who has epilepsy if they keep flashing. So, so we're going to start that, we're going to start some other things, I've got some exciting things, I don't want to like spring it on you uh, too, too quickly yet, but, but one of the things is, as I've prayed about the beginning of the new year, the thing that seems to happen most, not just in, in, in our life as a family, but, but with the people that I talk with, is, is things just seem to get so crazy. Things seem to get so jam-packed. And, and I see this, and, and I know as parents that, that happens with us, and, and it happens with our kid. Sometimes the reason things are so jam-packed for us as parents is because things are jam-packed with our kids, and we're running them around, or or grandkids, or going here and there. I keep teasing. I may actually do this one day just for fun. I'm going to buy some wheel locks for some of you retired people, and I'm going to lock, put them on your car so you can't go anywhere. But, but I've been thinking, and, and, and this is just, just really for a, a while, um, I, I want to help. I want to help families. I, I want to help you guys as you start the new year. And, and, and so we're beginning a new series, and I am not, I'm not teaching this to you as somebody who has perfected it. I just want to let you know, because you will know this right away. I have not perfected this. But this is something God's been convicting me about in our life uh, as a family, in my life uh, as a pastor, but, but also just for the families that I see around. And so... so Anybody, I don't know, maybe there's some of you out here, that, does anybody, do you sit around saying, I sure wished I had something to do? Does that happen, anybody? Does anybody sit around saying, what do I do with all this money I have left over? Does that happen to anybody? No? I'm really watching for that one. <laughs> um, or, or is anybody in here that says, you know, all my relationships are just perfect? Um, no? I think, I think this is an issue that affects all three of those. And so the title of the series, and, and by the way, we have some cards in the back. One of the things that I really want to do is encourage you guys to invite people to church, not just because we had a big hole in the middle here, but uh, uh, to invite people to church. So we have cards in the back. One of them is a card for this series, particularly entitled Margin. Um, and how to build margin in your life is what we're going to be talking about for the next several weeks. This one is just a generic one. You can pick them up. But invite people to come. Here's what God has really, really been convicting me about. I assume people are going to church somewhere. And then I find out when they start going to church somewhere. And I'm like, I thought you went. And they're like, no. And why, well, why didn't you come here? And they said, because nobody invited me. Now, that's, a, that's an indictment for a pastor, so I'm changing that uh, in my life. And I would encourage you, just invite people. And if they say, oh, I already go to church somewhere, say, well, good, I'm, I'm glad you do. I just wanted to make sure that you knew you were invited to come here. But margin, 
Let, let me start by giving you a definition. You have the notes in your deal. And by the way, on that you version of the Bible, if you do events, there's uh, the online notes that you can get to on your app, your phone. And, and if you have your phone with you, I'm assuming that you're reading a Bible or taking notes that way. So go right ahead. If you're texting, be really sly about it and I won't know. Let me give you a definition of margin. Margin is the space between where we are operating and our capacity. And some of you are going, I thought that was the same thing. That's the problem. Margin is the space between where you're operating and your capacity. Now think about that just for a minute. Think about that because uh, we'll get to it at the end, but there, there are three areas particularly that we want to look at that. One is time. Margin is the space between where you're operating and your capacity. Time is one of those things we all have the same amount of. And it seems like there's never enough. So where are you operating and what is your capacity? And, and the space in there is margin. And some of you, even just with time, are you saying, I don't have any. Think about your finances. Um, I, 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 I tend to chuckle. I know what people mean, but... But, but there are two things people say to me about finances that, that kind of get me a little bit. They say, um, I'm on a fixed income. And I'm like, well, mine doesn't fluctuate. So I, but I know what you mean. And then they'll say, I'm on a limited income. And I'm like, I haven't met anybody on an unlimited income yet, um, but I'd like to. Uh, maybe you guys don't think. I thought that was funny. But think about this. So, so think about your finances. Margin is the space between where you're operating and your capacity. Now think about relationships. Your relationships. And, and this one is, is a little bit harder. We'll talk about this in a few weeks. But relationships and margin is where you're operating and your capacity. You see, here's the problem. In our day and age, we are not taught to build margin into our lives. We're not taught to build margin into our calendars. We're not taught to build margin into our finances. We're not taught to build margin into our relationships. And as a result, we run at capacity. We are maxing out, and some of you immediately thought of credit cards, and I mean that too, but we are maxing out our lives. And here's something that you need to understand. God designed, can you tell that I'm passionate about this? I'm just saying, I'm not a yeller kind of guy. But, but God designed us to have margin in our lives. Have you ever thought about that? The way he designed us is so that we have margin in our lives. Now, our world teaches us opposite. Our world says, get all you can, can all you get, and sit on the can. Y'all never heard that before? Oh, good grief, write that down. <laughs> that you get all you can, you just keep going more and more and more. You get all you can, you can all you get, you want to hang on to it, and then you sit on the can so nobody will take it away from Not that kind of can, I saw. <laughs> I saw that look. Our world says more, 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 more. And we run our lives at the limit. We do it with our time. We do it with our finances. We do it in our relationships. And, and listen, 
We were designed to have margin in our lives. Some of you are going, where does it say that? Well, let's go back to the beginning. Um, in, in Genesis, God created the heavens and the earth, and he did it in six days. On the seventh day, he rested, didn't he? We'll get back to, back to that in just a minute. But then in, in Genesis 3.8, so this is, this is uh, after Adam and Eve sinned in the Garden of Eden, but it gives a beautiful picture of the way things were meant to be. It says, and God came walking in the cool of the day. Do you get that picture? In the cool of the day. I always picture that as, as the evening, as the sun's getting ready to set. And we have some amazing sunsets here in New Mexico. As the sun is getting ready to set, that that was their appointed time that they would just hang out with God. And they would go walking through the garden and just fellowship with God. No agenda. Just hanging out. There was margin. And then we see in Deuteronomy chapter 5, uh, actually the, the Ten Commandments, he says, um, observe the Sabbath day. By the way, Sabbath, that word means intermission. It means break. There's a space. Can I, can I change this a little bit? It means margin. There's some margin there. Observe the Sabbath day to keep it holy as the Lord your God commanded you. Six days you shall labor. And we're like, oh, we got that easy in the U.S. We only have to work five days a week. Oh, but you don't. We tend to pack our week full. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but on the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. God created us. He designed us so that we, we have margin. That's the way he planned it. That's the way he wants for us. And, and when we don't have margin, without margin, here's what we experience. See if you can relate to this. Stress. They say that makes your hair fall out. Jim. <laughs> here's how you know if you're experiencing stress, if you still have hair. How am I going to make this work? That's, that's a question you find yourself, you find asking yourself a lot. How am I going to make this work? The second one is frustration. <laughs> and that comes right behind the first one. Frustration says, I, I can't make this work. I'm, I'm having trouble making this work. Whether it's your time, your finances, or your relationships. You say, I'm, I, I can't make this work. And then the last one is discouragement. And, and we get there, we don't say this out loud, but we say this by our actions, I give up trying to make this work. I just give up. How am I going to make this work? That's stress. I can't make this work. That's frustration. And I give up trying to make this work. That's discouragement. And those are the three things that we experience when we don't have margin in our lives. Some of you are going, that's the problem. It may be. We need to have margin in our lives. And not just so that we won't have stress and we won't have frustration and we won't have discouragement. But here's the big thing, and here's why I believe God has designed us to have margin in our lives. It's because God moves in the margins. God moves in the margins of our lives. Let me give you just a, a brief explanation of that. 
if your week is packed so full that you're, you find yourself running late for appointments or you're calling or texting people, I'm running just a little bit late. I had to do that yesterday, sorry. Um, running just a little behind. I was a little bit late getting out. I didn't plan well enough. But you find yourself doing that a whole lot. You, you, you find yourself um, with your finances saying, well, if I move this over here, if I do this now and I wait later for that one, or, or you find yourself in, in, in your relationships always apologizing to the person, man, I'm sorry about that, I'm, I'm sorry about this, or I'm sorry about that. Or the, the way they do that on Facebook is um, it's complicated. <laughs> then, then you realize if you're so maxed out, think about just your time. Your week is so packed. You don't even know how you're going to get all the stuff done that you think you need to do. And God says to you, I want you to go do this. What's your response to him? We don't say this out loud to God because we're afraid to. Lord, I don't have time. God, I don't have time to do that. Listen, you can tell a lot of people you don't have time for stuff, but God's not one you need to tell that you don't have time. But, but you see, if, if we had... If we had gaps, if we had margin in our calendar, then God could say, I want you to do that. You say, okay. You see, God moves in the margins. Think about it financially. Have you ever, have you ever been presented with an opportunity to give and you say, I can't afford that? Man, I would love to support. We've had two teenagers come through our church here that are now in the mission field. And you say, man, I'd love to do that. I can't afford that. What if there was margin in your finances? God said, I want you to do that. You say, yeah, I can do that. What about in your relationships? What if God says, I want you to invest in this person? Right now, we are so emotionally maxed uh, in in our relationships. We say, man, God, I I can't handle one more. I've got enough problems of my own. (laughs) I I don't need to be messing with theirs. What if we had margin in our relationships? God says, you know, I really want you to help this person. I want you to come alongside them. You could say, I can do that. You see, God moves in the margins, and when we don't have margin in our lives with our time, with our finances, and with our relationships, we leave no room for God to move. Now, he will. Have you ever had God break into your life? You ever had God break into your time? Anybody had the Cloudcroft crud lately? <laughs> you got some rest, didn't you? Because you couldn't do anything else. You ever had God break into your finances? <laughs> you know, all of a sudden, and it comes to a head. Or your relationships, they just start dropping like flies. <laughs> God, God. We don't want God to have to break into our lives or break into our busy schedules, our finances, our relationships. We want to leave room for God to work. God moves in the margins. So so if we know that, if we know that we need to leave room for God in our time, leave room for God in our finances, leave room for God in our relationships, then then why why do we try to cram so much in? I think the reason is fear. I think fear is what keeps us from having margin in our lives. Some of you are going, well, I don't know, because I don't have any margin, and I'm still afraid. 
It's fear. Think about this. Think about it as it relates to, to our time. Well, God, if I had periods in my life where I didn't do anything, I'm not going to get everything done. For, for parents with, with your kids, but God, if I don't let them do all those things, they're not going to like me. They're, they're not going to be as well-rounded as the other kids. They're not going to learn, Lord, that, that you have to always keep going. That if, God, if I leave room with my finances, I can't get everything I want. I'm not going to have what everybody else has. People are going to look down on me. I, one of the craziest things that, that Cynthia and I have experienced is whenever she decided to stay home after having hope, and our income was cut in less than half. If you've never tried that, I wouldn't advise it. But it's something that we really felt like God wanted us to do. So our income was cut in less than half. And immediately, this is in the Metroplex, so you know where you've got like on every corner, you've got three or four uh, places to, to go eat. And, and, and so one of the first things we decided was, you know what? Going out to eat is not in our budget. I mean, like, not. <laughs> I don't mean cutting down. I mean, it's not in our budget. And, and the weirdest thing was, and I was administrative pastor there, it was a large church. Sunday after church, people, because you always went out to eat after church, they say, hey, you want to go with us to Chili's? And we say, oh, you know, it's not in our budget. And they say, oh, I'm so sorry. And I thought, wait a minute. When did it become an, oh, poor you, if going out to eat is not in your budget? But with our finances, sometimes we're afraid, God, if I... If, if, I, if I spend less, if I leave margin in my finances, people are going to give me the, oh, poor you. Oh, you, you can't get a new car? I'm sorry. You, you only have a two-bedroom house? I'm sorry. Is that the same shirt you've been wearing for the last eight years? <laughs> it is. I'm sorry. <laughs> I hate till they wear out. I mean, yes. You get to my age, I don't, I don't think I ever knew what style was anyways. God, God if, I, if I say no to some relationships, people are going to think I'm a snob. If I leave margin in my relationships, what, what, they're going to talk about me. It's fear. Fear keeps us from leaving margins because, listen, the world does not do this. In any of those areas. It won't be different. We won't have what they have. Stress. <laughs> frustration. Discouragement. And fear really. When you come right down to it. Fear is really. A lack of faith. So, so I know. I, I, I think about your finances. You're not off the hook. We're going to talk about this in two weeks. But think about your finances. Most of us are, are living at our capacity, and we do that in all three of those areas. And, and, and to think about how do I create margin in there? God, if I'm having trouble making it on what I make, I'm, it's costing me what I make to live. How am I going to make it on less? I want you to hear the voice of God say, will you trust me? Will you trust me? 
God, I can't get everything done that, that already I need to do. And, and if, I, if, I, if I do less, then that means there's more stuff I'm not going to get done. I want you to hear the voice of God saying, will you trust me? Will you trust me? God, in my relationships, it's, now we'll, we'll talk about this in, in a few weeks, but part of margin in relationship, it sounds counterintuitive with the other two that I, I just told you, but it means that you need to have time in your important relationships where you're just together. And you're going, wait a minute, and I didn't have enough time already. You told me I need to leave margin of my time, and now I have to have more time to spend in relationships? I can't do that. I want you to hear the voice of God say, will you trust me? Will you trust me? And that's really what it comes down to. So over the next few weeks, we're going to talk about three areas. And, and what I want us to do is to, to find out how do, we, how do we create margin with our time? How do you do that in, in this crazy, busy, hectic, fast-paced world that we live in? How do you create margin in your time? I'm not going to tell you today. You have to come back next week. And then in a couple of weeks, I, I want us to talk about how do you create margin in your finances? It's a pyramid. No, I'm kidding. Not, not that one. You tell two friends and they tell two. No. How do you create margin in your finances? How do you do that? And then in, in three weeks, we're going to talk about how do you create margin in your relationship? What does that look like? Because listen, God moves in the margins. Are you leaving room for God to move? Here's what it takes. Are you ready? takes faith. You've got to trust. You've got to trust. Some of us, it's like, God, that's going to be hard. I can't go eat at Dave's after church. <laughs> Some of you are going, yeah, that's not where you go. I go right across the hall where the coffee shop is. God, I, got, I have to cut down on that. I have to tell some people that I can't do that. For, for some, it's going to take a big step of faith. To say, God, I'm not making it on what I have financially. And what you're asking me to do, I don't see possible. It's going to take trust. Because when we operate in God's design, He uses that. He blesses that. Don't, don't misunderstand me. You won't have eight days in your week if you follow God. It'll just feel like it. <laughs> You're not going to get a $20,000 check in the mail. That's not what I mean by God blesses that. I just mean God honors it. When we work in His design. And He'll move. We just let Him. Let's pray. Father, as we head into this new year, we're already now a week into it. God, it's a good time 
It's a good time to start some new things. Lord, I think at the beginning of the year, it's a good time for us to learn how to create margin in our lives. To create some some room, uh, Lord, like you designed us where, where we just have time to breathe, where we just have time to just be, where we have time to listen to you, time to hang out with you, where we leave room for you to work in our lives. God, the, the hardest thing, I think, for a lot of us many times is the trust. We want to have it all figured out. We want to see it on paper. We want to see how it's going to work. And, and Lord, sometimes you call us to do things where it just takes trust. It just takes faith in you when we don't see how it's going to work out. But we just trust and we say, God, because it's you who called us to do it, we're going to do it. So, Lord, I I pray that as we go from this place today, as we go through this week, Lord, that you would work on the trust in our hearts with you, that you'd work on our faith with you, and that this week, Lord, you'd you'd move in our lives. God, today, as we enter a time of invitation and response, a time where we get to respond to you, Lord, I pray that that we would just all make this commitment to you, God. We'd just say, I trust you. I don't understand. I don't understand how. I don't even understand what yet. But God, I trust you. Lord, you would honor that. And you would lead us one step at a time. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.